0: Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to this podcast episode. Today we're exploring the connection between loneliness and overeating. I think that all of us experience loneliness at some time in our life and for those of us who struggle with overeating, the relationship between loneliness and emotional eating can be complex. There's scientific evidence that loneliness can lead to overeating and that some people turn to food to alleviate or at least get temporary relief from feelings of loneliness. And the opposite is also true. There's also published research showing a link between overeating and a reduced tendency to socialise in some people when their overeating has contributed to them feeling shame or inadequacy because of how they judge and perceive themselves. So let's dig deeper into loneliness. First, it's useful to consider that it's normal to have periods of loneliness in our lives. Feeling lonely doesn't have to mean that something has gone wrong. It can simply be an indication that we're having thoughts about ourselves and our lives that are creating feelings of loneliness. I found this 1981 definition of loneliness from Perman and Paplau. They define loneliness as a subjective, unwelcome feeling of lack or loss of companionship, which happens when there is a mismatch between the quantity and quality of the social relationships that we have and those that we want. And I really like this definition for a number of reasons. Firstly, they state that loneliness is subjective. And secondly, that it is caused by unmatched desire for a certain quantity and quality of social relationships. You see, there is no standard of loneliness. We can feel lonely in a period of our life amidst multiple amazing relationships and family connections. And we can feel totally comfortable and not experience loneliness in periods of being physically alone. It's the mismatch of the desire that is useful for us to explore and dig into. For some periods of our life, feelings of loneliness may be fleeting. I can remember some weeks of the summer where maybe my friends were on holiday as a teenager and I might feel lonely, or periods in later life where I felt lonely because looking at social media led to thoughts that everyone else is out enjoying themselves and I've got nothing to do or nowhere to go or no one to go and do anything with. And then for others, uh, periods of loneliness, it may be more all-encompassing. It may feel as though it is persistently with us, and there are circumstances and triggering life events that precede a rise in the likelihood that we may experience loneliness, from relocating to being at home alone with a first child, to experiencing an empty nest, to the passing of a parent or a best friend. One of the reasons for talking about loneliness on the podcast today is that next week, the 13th to the 17th of June, is Loneliness Awareness Week here in the UK. UK Loneliness Awareness Week was launched by the Marmalade Trust, whose aim it is to reduce the stigma of loneliness and encourage people to talk more openly about it. And you can find out more at www.marmaladetrust.org. If you are experiencing loneliness yourself or want to find out more to support a friend or family member. But as you might expect on the podcast today, we're focusing on the connection between loneliness and our relationship with food and ourselves. And we're going to explore firstly, what to do when you turn to food in connection with feeling lonely. And then secondly, what you can do to avoid isolating yourself because of how you feel about yourself and your eating. So what to do when you turn to food in connection with feeling lonely? So like many things that we explore here on the Lose Weight Live Life podcast, the first thing to do is to become aware of what you maybe are eating or when you're maybe eating to comfort yourself. You see, the thing is that many of us may be comfort eating without identifying that we're feeling lonely. The idea of loneliness doesn't resonate with us, but we recognize a lack of something in our lives and a need for comfort. It could be that we comfort eat to alleviate another emotion, such as boredom or disappointment or self-pity, or that we're not even aware of how we're feeling and why we're eating. I started overeating in my pre-teens after a horse riding accident that had me missing a year of school, right at the point where I transitioned from junior to senior school. With many months at home on my own, I would eat to feel better. If I had been aware of my emotion at that time, it would have probably have been boredom or frustration, loneliness wouldn't have entered my head. My vision of loneliness was of an old person living on their own watching television all day and not going out. Although of course as a child I was very unaware of a lot of things at that age. But just as a side note even today we may have some misconceptions about who experiences loneliness. Research has actually shown it's the 16 to 24 year old age group that report experiencing the most loneliness in their life. Remember, loneliness is created by a subjective mismatch between experience and expectation. And I suspect that social media has contributed to the high proportion of our young people feeling lonely, as well as the COVID-19 lockdowns. So was I feeling lonely during that period of my preteen life out of school, no longer seeing friends who left school and having not met friends at the new school and having lost connection with the circle of friends who were my life essentially in the horse riding world at the weekends? Well, Yes, absolutely, but I did not have awareness of that at the time. It showed up for me as boredom and frustration, and I ate to feel better. Okay, so now before I dive in and talk about what to do if you comfort eat to feel better, I wanted to say that comfort eating, emotionally eating in and of itself is not a problem. Some people turn to food to feel better in a positive way that is not out of balance. They may treat themselves with nutritious, wholesome, tasty food, but others of us can end up comfort eating in a way that is out of balance, which may be detrimental to our health, or that just leads us to having a different relationship with food than the one we want to have, or being a different weight to the weight that we want to be. If you're comfort eating in a way that's creating a net negative in your life, then you may want to consider how to avoid or manage your comfort eating. And so that's what I'm going to talk you through now, and there are four things I want you to consider. Number one is seek to understand yourself. What is the difference between your expectation and your reality when it comes to loneliness or your need for comfort? So first, if you suspect you comfort eat, be curious about why. Ask yourself what is going on for you. Tune in to how you're feeling. Explore when feelings of loneliness show up in your life. Ask yourself how you know when you're feeling lonely. What are the thoughts you're having? What trends and patterns in occurrence can you identify? Get your thoughts and observations out of your head and down on paper so that you can get some distance from what's going on for you and examine them with compassion and curiosity. You may notice a reluctance to consider yourself feeling lonely. You may have preconditioned thinking that you should be able to manage yourself out of it, that you shouldn't wallow in it, Or maybe you associate it with self-pity and you judge yourself for that. Or maybe you have a picture of what you think loneliness looks like in your mind and you don't think you're it, as I mentioned earlier. You think you should have managed your life better so that you don't feel lonely. Get all of that out of your head and down on paper too. Remember, compassion and curiosity always. It's through seeking to understand yourself in this way, looking inwards when you want to turn to food, that you'll start to uncover the years and decades of habit and conditioning and making sense of it all. By shining a light on your thoughts and emotions that lead you to comfort eat, it will help you decide what you want to do next. And there are a number of different approaches and I suggest you explore all of them to see what works best for you. Okay, so the first approach or number two, the second thing to do here is to upgrade your thinking. Once you understand yourself You will have clarity around the mismatched desire and expectation that's creating the loneliness, and then you have an opportunity to upgrade how you're thinking about your situation. So often, we excavate, we worsen our negative emotion because we're not accepting of our thoughts and feelings. Imagine your youngest child has just left for university and you're feeling lonely. If you notice your loneliness with compassion for yourself whilst being grateful for the amazing relationship that you had whilst they were living at home, intentionally thinking about the new opportunities that are available to you now that you have more time, or even thinking about planning an exciting Christmas with everyone coming back home again, your experience of loneliness will be different to the experience where maybe you're thinking that life will never be fun again. I'm too old to do anything new. Or maybe you're even thinking they'll probably never come back home now. You get to choose the story you tell that underpins your loneliness. Knowing that and knowing you're empowered to write the chapter you're in and your next chapter, any way that you like, is very empowering and it will very much lessen your need to turn to food as a strategy to comfort yourself. You can swap the comfort of food for the comfort of upgrading your own thinking. Okay, the third thing, act as if you're not lonely. The third thing to consider is actively doing things to help yourself feel less lonely. Now the thing with loneliness is that it's a negative draining energy that makes it more difficult for us to fuel ourselves to do the things that would have us thinking and feeling less lonely. So we have the option to act as if we're not lonely. Act as if we're that person who always has things to do and people to see by arranging to do things and see people. This may look like you reaching out to friends and family members whilst letting go of any negative self-talk. This might look like you booking that adventure holiday without waiting to find a friend to go with you. This might simply be you texting a friend to have a date in the diary for coffee next week. When you're doing a lot more, not only do you not have time for comfort eating, but you will actually feel less lonely, so you won't have the desire to comfort eat either. The slight caveat here is that some people are busy doing all the things with all the people and still feel lonely. So recognize that there are patterns of activity that make it easier to not feel lonely, but that ultimately, as we said earlier, it's your thinking that matters the most. And so then number four, the last one, is to allow yourself to feel lonely and not comfort eat. We eat to avoid feeling negative emotion, but eating only temporary distracts us from feeling it. It doesn't actually allow that emotion to go anywhere most of what we want to avoid by comfort eating is not feeling the emotion but resisting it which is what we ironically all tend to do because resisting negative emotions feels worse than feeling them when you hold space for yourself to feel lonely with compassion and trust in yourself and your body and your ability to feel that emotion without needing to push it away or run from it it will pass of its own accord so it's possible to allow yourself to feel lonely And have that loneliness pass and just accept it as a part of the human experience. Okay, so those are the four things to do when you're experiencing loneliness and moving away from using the coping strategy of comfort eating when it's creating a negative effect on your life. And next, what I want to do is briefly talk to you about what you can do to avoid isolating yourself because of how you feel about yourself and your eating. So all of us can relate to having days where we don't feel great about ourselves from having a bad hair day, to a bad clothes day, to feeling ashamed to go out after lockdown maybe because we gained a stone. We may have experienced a desire to hide, to not be seen, to avoid socializing. Some of us have friends and family members who we're less comfortable to be around than others. We might have thoughts about certain people that lead us to compare and despair and examine ourselves with a tone of self judgment. Allowing our thoughts about ourselves and others to keep us in and avoid social occasions can lead to increased occurrences of loneliness. And ironically, the more likely we are to avoid going out because of our thoughts about our weight, the more likely we are to comfort ourselves from feelings of missing out and feelings of loneliness by eating. So what can we do? Well, here are three quick tips. Um, Number one, focus on the other people. Focus on the event rather than focusing on yourself. When you practice not thinking about yourself and focusing on thinking instead about the other people that you're going to be meeting, it's easier to not think negative thoughts about yourself. Practice thinking in advance about all the questions you want to find out and ask them about. Every time your mind wants to wander back to a thought about your weight or maybe something that, like you not liking your clothes or thinking that they don't fit, just gently acknowledge them and redirect those thoughts Back to thinking about other people and the event and what you're looking forward to. Okay, tip number two, remind yourself that you are not your thoughts. If you have a thought that you are too big, it does not mean that you are too big, just that you're having the thought that you're too big. This makes all the difference. Try it next time you notice yourself thinking, I look awful in this dress. Pause. Take a deep breath and be like, okay, so my brain wants to tell me it thinks I look awful in this dress. My brain wants to give me this thought that I look awful in the dress. Okay, brain, it's noted. I might also go on to talk back to my brain if this was me and remind it that we can choose not to talk about ourselves like that anymore. So I will no longer put up with disparaging comments from my brain about myself, about how I look when I look in the mirror, especially when I'm getting ready to go out. Okay. Okay. And lastly, number three, remind yourself that the worst thing that can happen is a feeling. The worst part of the experience you dread will be the negative thoughts you have about yourself and note that you're already having them. So the risk of feeling worse could very well be lower than you anticipate. And also remind yourself that your negative thoughts are created from decades of negative media body image and judgmental thinking from friends and family members that you grew up with. But that's not how things are anymore. It's not how... You get to choose for them to be anymore. You get to choose. You get to decide. So if thoughts about your body are holding you back from going out and being sociable, work on normalising normal bodies in your mind by filling your social feeds with streams of body positivity. Okay, so today we've explored the connection between loneliness and overeating. We've explored the four ways to help those of you who no longer want to comfort eat When you're feeling lonely, break the patterns and find alternative solutions. And we've looked at three things to do if you're stuck staying in and not socialising because of negative self-image thinking. And as I mentioned, next week is Loneliness Awareness Week in the UK from the 13th to the 17th of June. Please do visit the Marmalade Trust website at www.marmaladetrust.org to find out more about loneliness and how you can support yourself and loved ones. And if you like listening to this podcast, then please do give us a rating or write a short review. It will take you less than 60 seconds. And it means that Apple and Spotify and the other podcast hosts will show this podcast to more people. And I really want everyone to know what we talk about here if they are struggling with their relationship with food. Thank you. And also don't, look, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast as well. If you're new to listening Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you get your episode dropping into your podcast feed automatically every week. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And I look forward to talking to you next week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honoured to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The program offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice-weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thbestyou.coach/coaching.